How do we get queer people to care more about environmental issues and the climate crisis? It's a good question. I think it relates to getting into the outdoors. I think that if you are thinking about ice caps melting, uh, that's so distant that you are, your passion can only be so far. So if you are seeing open spaces that you love start to disappear or you're seeing how open spaces you love start to change, then you can't feel anything but anger and, and want to take action. We are here with Brady Mears. How are you, Brady? I'm doing great, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, you drove all the way from San Diego to be here with us. Um, you win the most committed award uh, out of any of our guests before, so thank you for driving all the way Oh, well, if all it took was a distance journey, then uh, I'm glad that I won that award. <laughs> Let's talk about queer people in the outdoors. All right. How did you get connected to the outdoors? Um, for me, it was my dad. It was just always something that we could do together. Um, from others, I know my dad will tell stories of when I was a kid, he would destroy stroller after stroller by taking it off-roading on hiking trails. Before I could walk, I was navigating hiking trails in the seat of a stroller. Nature was always there as like a, a, as a place that felt like mine, but also connected me to the, the whole world at the same time. David, just for clarification, what do you mean by representation? When I am looking at like outdoor organizations on Instagram with REI or Patagonia, I don't see enough like queer representation. It wasn't until I was introduced to uh, a page that I told you guys about, Patagonia, not Patagonia, it's Patty, P-A-T-T-I-E, and it's a drag queen who struts through mountaintops, deserts, these forest trails in her in his signature six inch heels and i was like oh there isn't enough queer representation queer culture representation in the outdoors there's right. an issue of diversity in terms of um accessibility yes. to the outdoors are we are we getting to the point that the outdoors is usually populated by white people is that what you're trying to get at? 100 percent. okay yes yeah and <laughs> also just a tank of gas to drive out of the city into the mountains is a lot and if you want to experience nature in a full way you have to get away from urban places and so there's not a lot of options how do you think we change that how do you think that we open up accessibility to outdoor spaces I think I think it's a I think it goes back to community and communication because I think that people don't it's uh, it's if you've not done it before you haven't been shown like we were shown mm -hmm. by our friends and family uh, what uh, how beautiful the outdoors can be it's a hard thing to say okay I'm going to go out into nature now and so there's a certain amount of skill and stuff that's required to to take that step you have to know what you need to bring in order to survive when you go as a group um, that barrier to entry is less because it's not so intimidating and then you can also you know coordinate with transportation and, and supplies and stuff that is prohibitive to a lot of people. Uh, so, Brady, I guess going off of that, my follow-up question would be, how did you find those communities once you went to college and connected? How did you connect with other people that share the same interest in the outdoors? For me, when I was coming out, um, the my queer group of friends and my friends that I would go hiking and camping with were separate and I think that has a lot to do with that idea of representation like you you know there's all of the 
of the cultural interests, cultural touchstones of the queer community were, you know, happening through, through social groups and like happening in and around the campus and not so much going off and around. But I think... What school do you go to again? I graduated from UCSB. There was a group on campus at UCSB called KITO, which is an acronym for Queer in the Outdoors, which uh, kind of was where these two worlds came together for me. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about Keto? Yeah, Keto is an organization that will plan outdoor activities. Um, and I think at first, it, at first it kind of started with just like hiking trips planned by the group. And then it became more as a way to, to connect the queer community to the adventure programs at UCSB. It was a way for people to feel comfortable in a group of their friends and they all know they have that in common and then to connect them to the resources that allows them to get outside. Quick plug, if you go to UC Santa Cruz, please take advantage of your outdoor program. My friend Luba, she's the one who introduced me to the program there and it is just so well put together. Outdoor culture is tied to John John Wayne. Yes, yeah. Um, And detaching that perception from outdoor culture would probably degender and create a more inclusive place for people to go outdoors. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think that there's this idea of an outdoorsman as like an American West cowboy. Like, you are independent, you don't need anyone else, you're self-sufficient, you have your bedroll and your horse, and you just can go out into nature and survive. And I think that that's such a narrow version of what the outdoors is for people because it's so many different things to different people for some people it's exercise i like to jog up and down a mountain listening to a podcast like this one yeah or some people like to you know subscribe <laughs> some people like to walk slowly and look at birds and soak in the nature and it's almost a spiritual thing so it can be a lot of different things to a lot of different people and it's 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 a disservice to present it as you know explorers or cowboys just toughing it out because that's not what it is for most people it's like it shapes the mythology of it. So people that want to participate in it then start to act that way. Let's let's get a little more uh, personal. All right. Uh, what has been your favorite outdoor trip? I went to Big Sur, which is a lot of people's favorite place. I um, love Big Sur. Big Sur is one of those places where you know how they say like Sedona has like the the mystical energy. Big Sur has that too. I think that's why poets and artists and everyone have been attracted to Big Sur for so long. Um, I was at this campground called Lime Kiln. There's these giant stone kilns where they made the limestone blocks that they built San Francisco out of. You can just walk through the trees and see all these different beautiful birds and animals and hear running water and then you burst out above the tree line and there's these grassy meadows and just these sweeping views. It's like a place of of change but it also I think it allows a lot of for a lot of introspection for a lot of people. What are your upcoming trips? I think well I, I go to Joshua Tree quite often and I think I want to try and get in one more trip before we get to full heat and Joshua Tree becomes undoable. Yeah, um, ungodly heat. Ungodly, uh, yeah, impossible. Um, so, a Joshua Tree. I've been um, getting into rock climbing recently, and so hopefully do some rock climbing out in Joshua Tree before the full summer heat hits. So, Brady, what's the best way to reach you? Does bird call work? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just, just give me a holler and it'll echo through the canyons, hopefully. My Instagram is at Brady underscore Mears. And you can, you know, hopefully find me climbing some rocks or fording some streams somewhere. Summer's around the corner. Get out there. Get to the queer outdoors.